The Solution Word with Pastor Adama Segbeji. Pastor Adama has a passion to uplift people and see the body of Christ excel. His aim, to bring hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations. In this message, you will learn. What he's saying is that you come to the church, you feed of the pasture, you eat of the word. Now you are being blessed. You drink of the deep waters in the church. But guess what? Now you are making the waters muddy. You don't want the rest to drink. You go out there and you are contaminating the, the same place you ate from. The same place you drank from. The same place that you gave your life to. The same place that married you. The same place that dedicated your children. The same place where God blessed you. You go out there and you are contaminating the place. Alright. Today I don't have to preach hard. I'm preaching very softly. Because I have to conserve some energy. Amen. I said amen. amen. Alright. Romans chapter 1 verse 8, verse 11, and verse 12. The book of Romans chapter 1, verse 8, verse 11, and verse 12. I read, it says, first, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For I long to see you that I may impact unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. Verse 11, for I long to see you that I may impact unto you some spiritual gift to the end that you may be established. Verse 12, that is that I may be comforted together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. And we are blessed by the reading of God's word. I am continuing and concluding the series I have been doing for some time now on the impartation of the spirit of faith. Impartation of the spirit of faith. And this is part five. Impartation of the spirit of faith and this is part five. Like I've said, the Christian walk is a walk of faith. The Christian walk is a walk of faith. That's why the Bible says in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, it says we walk by faith and not by sight. For we walk by faith and not by sight. Therefore, walking by faith is our lifestyle and our way of life and not just a means to get something from God. Walking by faith is supposed to be our lifestyle. It's supposed to be the way we live. It's not supposed to be a means by which we get something from God. Yes, through faith, we receive our inheritances from God. But it's important to understand that our lifestyle must be a lifestyle of faith. A lifestyle of faith. 
Why? For we walk by faith and not by sight. We walk by faith and not by sight. Everything you'll ever need in the kingdom of God can be accessed through faith. Everything. Your health, you can access it through faith. Your healing, you can access it through faith. Your prosperity, you can access it through faith. Your peace, you can access it through faith. Your promotion, you can access it what through faith. Why? Because grace makes the provision. Faith takes what grace has made available. Faith takes what grace has what made available. So it's important for you to understand that the Christian walk is a walk of faith. It's a walk of faith. It's not a walk of sight. We don't operate by what we see. We don't operate by what we hear on the news, the bad news. Brexit or no Brexit, I told you, Brexit or no Brexit, we walk by faith. You can never allow your life to be directed by politicians. Because to be honest with you, they have no clue what they are doing. Not even doctors. When you go to doctors sometimes, you have to tell the doctor what medication you want and he will prescribe it for you. They have no idea what they are doing. Excuse my language. Some of them, not all of them. So we walk by faith and not by sight. That's why the Bible says God calleth forth those things which be not as though they were. God operates by faith. God operates by faith. There was no light. God said, let there be light. That's faith. There was darkness. God said, let there be light. There was no firmament. God said, let there be firmament. That's faith. Faith always calls into existence things that are not as if they are. So you start calling yourself, I am blessed. You see, you might be like Jacob carrying the blessing, you might at this point be sleeping on stones as your pillow. But it's just a matter of time. Are you following what I'm saying? Don't confuse your position with your inheritance. The prodigal son was still a son even though he left his father's house. What, he, what belonged to him was still waiting for him. When he came back, the father didn't tell him, you have to now confess seven steps to becoming a son again. The father embraced him. He clothed him, put a ring on him, gave him a new shoes. In other words, you are now about to walk into your new inheritance. Amen. All these things are available to you, but the only way you can access it is through faith. Listen, the spirit of faith operates the same way everywhere. It is evident in the spirit of faith. It operates the same way everywhere. That's why 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 13, the Bible says that we having the same spirit of faith according as it is written, I believed, therefore have I spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. So you see, 
The spirit of faith is a speaking spirit. You can't be operating in faith and keep your mouth shut. The spirit of faith is a speaking spirit. It speaks the unspeakable and dares the undareable. Say amen to that. Say a good amen to that. So what you have to understand is that everything you'll ever need is available to you. All you have to do is speak it forth. Why are you quiet? You want a good marriage? Speak it forth. You want a good wife? Even if your wife is like a tigress, start speaking what you want into your wife's life. Are you following what I'm saying? If your husband is a lion, Oh, let's say if your your husband is Mr. Armstrong, he doesn't buy you flowers, he doesn't buy you perfume, he doesn't buy you no dress, he doesn't buy you no shoe, he doesn't buy you no nothing, start speaking. Start declaring, Father, thank you, my my husband is a generous husband. He is a generous husband. My husband is a generous husband. He will continue to buy things from, and it's just a matter of time. Are you following what I'm saying? Speak it forth. So, the spirit of faith is a speaking spirit. Now, let's just go and see the distribution center for all this gift that we're talking about. Now, now, there are many gifts of the Spirit, but there is one distributing center. So let's go and look at the distributing center for, the, for all spiritual gifts and also especially the Spirit of faith. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 1. First Corinthians chapter 12 from verse 1. I read, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorant. In other words, they were ignorant. The Corinthian church was the most gifted church. They were, as a matter of fact, abusing the gifts. And we see that today in the body of Christ whereby the gifts of God has been given, but many are abusing it. So Paul said, now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I will not have you ignorant, for you know that ye were Gentiles carried away on these damp idols, even as ye were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, And that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts but the same spirit. And there are differences of administration but the same Lord. There are, verse 7, sorry verse 6. And there are diversities of operation but it is the same God which worketh all in all. 
But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the spirit the word of wisdom. To another the word of knowledge. By the same spirit. To another faith by the same spirit. Now this is what we are looking at today. The gift of the spirit of faith. So the spirit of faith is a gift that comes from the spirit of the Lord. Are you following me? Because the spirit of the Lord is the distributing center. He distributes to everyone accordingly. And the purpose of the distribution is for the perfection of the saints to establish the body of Christ. Are you following what I'm saying? So when you're operating in this gift, it is not for you to benefit yourself, but for the body to profit. I want you to follow me very important, very carefully. This is so crucial. So, so crucial. So it says to another, faith by the same spirit. To another, gifts of healing by the same spirit. There's somewhere this year, I'll take my time to teach you on all the gifts of the spirit. And then you can know how they come and how they function. It's very crucial. For instance, you go into a meeting where a prophet calls out somebody and says, I, I see you are going to die. Now, that's a gift of knowledge. Right? But it's not enough. The gift of knowledge doesn't stand on its own. The gift of knowledge needs the gift of wisdom, the spirit of wisdom to complete it. Yes, you've seen somebody is going to die. That's a knowledge. That's revelation knowledge. Now, you need wisdom to tell him or her what to do to avoid that death. Are you getting it? So, the, the, God gives us this gift to complement each other, but he doesn't just give you the gift of knowledge just to see things and not give you the solution to it. Are you following what I'm saying? Now, the spirit of faith it's a daring spirit. It calls for those things which be not as though they were. The spirit of faith acts on this level. Now, the spirit of faith also goes with the spirit of boldness. Are you following what I'm saying? Because there are things you speak and must take the spirit of boldness to only speak it. Like the prophet Elisha said, tomorrow about this time, a corn of grain will be sold for a shekel. That is the spirit of faith, which is accompanied by the spirit of boldness. Now remember, it has not rained for three and a half years. There was no sign of rain. There was nothing. And then all of a sudden, he says, tomorrow about this time, a house will be sold for one pound. Does it make sense? No, that's the spirit of faith and the spirit of boldness operating together. Now, there are many people who have the gift of the spirit of faith, but don't have the spirit of boldness, so they are stuck. Because when God declares it in your spirit, now you need boldness to declare it out to the people or to yourself. I decree over you through the spirit of faith and the spirit of boldness. That what you have not done in the past 10 years, you will do it this year. Amen. Say a good amen. amen. 
before the end of this year, God will put in your hands what generations after you have not handled. Let me hear a living amen. That's how the spirit of faith and spirit of boldness operate. Now remember, faith cannot work if you don't walk in love. Your faith will never work if you don't walk in love because faith worketh by love. So faith is not a, a joke. You know, it, it's, it's hard work. Are you following what I'm saying? It's hard work. You cannot operate in the spirit of faith without walking in love. Hallelujah. So, verse 10, it says, To another, the working of miracles, to another, prophecy, to another, discerning of spirits, to another, diverse kinds of tongues, to another, interpretation of tongues. We need all of this in the church. But all these worketh that one and the self-same spirit, dividing to every man severally, as he will. So you can decide to pick and choose. It is the spirit of God that gives it as he wills. He, he gives it to you as he wills. He sees if you have the ability to handle it, then he will give it to you. If he's going to give it to you and all you're going to do is use it to abuse people, manipulate people, he won't give it to you. Verse 12, for as the body is one and have many members and all the members of that one body being many are one body, so also is Christ. Oh, this is powerful. I don't have the time to explain all of this. <laughs> so the spirit of faith operates this way. For as the body is one and have many members, so all these different diverse gifts are the many members. The spirit of faith, discerning of, of, of the, the ability to discern, they are all members. All members. All members of the same body. And what are they supposed to do? Complements the body. Their left hand can say, right hand, you are not part of me. Are you getting what I'm saying? They are all part of the body and the purpose of all different gifts is to cause the body to grow perfectly to a place of maturity. Now let's rush through this quickly. To receive the same level of the spirit of faith that operates through your prophet, there are five things you must do. How many of you want to receive the spirit of faith? There are five things you must do. And please understand, I did say earlier that the Spirit of God is a distributing center. But in as much as the Spirit of God is the distributing center, God also in his wisdom appoints men and women on earth to make them custodians of these gifts. So for instance, there will be a man of God that have the gift of healing, like Benihin, 
or gift of miracles. He doesn't struggle. He will just say, be healed and you are healed. Hallelujah. Are you following what I'm saying? But some of us who don't have that gift, we have to say, be healed, be healed, be healed in the name of Jesus. Are you following? Yes, we might not have the gift, but we are working our way into it. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah, so in saying that, God has appointed men and women here on earth to be custodians of the various gifts. Now, I'll give you a, an example. Do you remember Moses? God said to Moses, appoint 70 elders. And I will come to the tabernacle. And God said, I will take the spirit of wisdom which is upon you. Or the spirit which is upon you. And I will give it to the 70 elders. Now, why didn't God just say, I'm going to give these 70 elders the spirit that is upon you? But God said, I will take the spirit that is on you, Moses, and I'll distribute it to the rest. What is the purpose of that? So that we can all be the careers of the spirit and that it makes the work easier. Because remember, we are a body. One body different members. So that makes the work very easy. So let's look at five ways by which we can have access to the same level of the spirit of faith that operates in your prophet. Number one, honor the anointing on your prophet privately and publicly. Say a good amen to that. Honor the anointing on your prophet privately. My emphasis is more on the private part than the public. Because these days there are a lot of sycophants in the church. Publicly, Pastor, I love you. Pastor, we are with you. We are with you, we are with you. But publicly, behind you, they are... Okay, let's not go there. Ezekiel chapter 37, sorry, Numbers chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. Numbers chapter 12, verse 1 to 4. I read, the Bible says, And Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. And they said, Had the Lord indeed spoken only by Moses? Hath he not spoken also by us? And the Lord heard it. Underline that word. When they were speaking against Moses, Moses was not there. But who heard it? Who heard it? The Lord heard it. Whatever you say privately against your prophet, God hears it. In your heart, or gathered with a group of people speaking against your prophet, God hears it. And like I've always told you, your man of God is not your rewarder. God is your rewarder. And God heard it. 
Now, verse 3, then now the man Moses was very meek above all the men which were upon the face of the earth. And the Lord spake suddenly unto Moses and unto Aaron and unto Miriam, come out ye three unto the tabernacle of the congregation. And they three came out. And you know the end of the story, God rebuked them publicly. Why are you criticizing your prophet privately? Is he the only one God speaks to? Eh? Is he the only one? Does he think he's the only one? Doesn't he know that I can also hear from God? Does he not know that I know the scriptures better than him? I can exegest the scriptures line upon line, here a little, there a little. Why is he making, why, why can he not make me do something? Doesn't he know that I fasted this month for 48 days and, and the Lord has given me a new revelation? And then those people start going around, God, you know, we need to pray for a man of God. We need to pray. I think we need to pray for pastor. I don't think he's hearing God like he used to. He used to hear God. He used to preach powerfully. But this is his calm. I think the anointing has left. Privately castigating, bringing down your man of God. The Bible says that, and God heard it. Who Moses marries is not your concern. Does Moses need permission from you before he marries? It's like, it's like a sheep coming to ask me, the shepherd, uh, show me what you are preaching this month. <laughs> show me your notes, pastor. Show me your notes. What are you preaching this month? I need to check your preaching. No, you are a sheep. A sheep never leads a shepherd. It's the shepherd that leads the sheep. Are you following what I'm saying? So they were castigating Moses privately. Yes, pastor might come and say, do this, this way, change this. Last week, he said we should change it. This week, he said we should change it again. It's not your concern to criticize him privately. God heard it. Be careful. Be careful. Honor is key. Honor is the protocol that surrounds the kingdom of God. Why is he asking us to come to church late? Is the church work? Yeah, you need to come to church early. Not late. Early. You have to be in church early. You don't go to work late. When you're not going to work, you call your, your team managers, right? I'm sorry I won't be at work today. When you're not coming to church, you need to call us and tell us you're not coming. Not on the day or in the morning. You need to give us advance notice. So that somebody can do what you, are, you do. Are you following what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, Where's well, the church coming to? Now you have forgotten that the church is your source of blessing. Yeah. The house of God is your, is your covering. Yeah. Are you following me? Don't never take the covering of God for granted. Yeah. Why will you honor the world more than you honor the house of God? Like I've told you. Even if the church meets in a gutter, Jesus said, where two or three are gathered in my name, Amen. there I am. Amen. 
the quorum for a church is two or three in gathering in the name of Jesus. It's not your place to start criticizing your prophet privately. You've set up a WhatsApp group to criticize your, your prophet. Did you see what he was preaching today? He was preaching about me. Come on, who are you? Don't make yourself feel so important. Don't, don't exaggerate. Don't have a, an, a self-exaggerated personality about yourself. You are no one. When pastor was preaching on, on tithing today, he was looking at my face. Is it because I don't tithe? Well, it's your own cup of tea. Why are you not tithing by now? Why are you listening to the devil? The devil came to Adam and Eve in the garden. If God says, did God really say if you eat this, you die? You want to hear the devil and not listen to God? God says tithe. Yesterday, the Lord was revealing, opening my eyes into the tithe. In the book of Numbers, yesterday, I was shocked. I said, this is amazing. I was sharing it with my wife. I said, I've never seen it like this before. The tithe is not, you see, listen, listen. When you give in the church, never think you are giving to the pastor or to the church. Your giving is unto the Lord. Are you following what I'm saying? The moment you think you are giving to the pastor, your blessing stops. Your giving is not to the pastor. Your giving is not to the church. Your giving is unto the Lord. God told even the Levites who are custodians of the tithe, he said you have to also be tithers. You have to tithe out of the tithe. That's why this church also tithe into other ministries. That's why we are blessed. We have never lacked. We are on two different TV stations. A ministry of this age. Young. We we don't have one partner. We have never come here and said, can you be a partner of the TV ministry? Have we ever done that? No, we haven't. We haven't. I understand how the covenant works. The gates, the doors of this church has not closed once. With all the branches across the world that we established, bought properties for the South African branch, huge property. He went and saw it. I've never seen it. Is that true? He went and saw it. I've never seen it. I'm not here for me. I'm here on the instructions of God. If there is any church that is accountable for your giving, is this church. Can you not see what we do in this church? Do you need God to descend from heaven and come and tell you what we are doing? Can you not see? Feeding thousands of people? Look at what we are doing. In March, look at what we did. Last month or this month, look at what we did. Are you following what I'm saying? 
And then the next step is we are going to build a classroom for children who are studying under a class under a tree. Yeah. Starting next month. Within two months, it will be completed. Completed. We are not raising any funds. We are not asking you to give anything extra. Just understand that when you come into the house of God, every one pound you give, God uses it to the expansion of his kingdom. All those people we fed, do we know them? We don't know them. We don't have to know them before we feed them. Jesus said, if you do it to one of these, you have done it to me. That's why I see men and women in this church who will be so wealthy and the purpose of their wealth is so that they understand that it is for the kingdom expansion. Listen, I have come to prophesy to you today. You think where you are, you are good. But I've come to prophesy to you before the end of this year, God will quadruple your steps. I said, God will quadruple your steps in the name of Jesus. You will do little and God will bring you much. You will do little and God will bring you much. Some of you before the end of this year, you will stumble into the wealthy place. You will step into your wealthy place in the name of Jesus. You say, I don't know how it happened, but God made it happen. Number two, don't allow the devil to use you to contaminate your prophet's anointing. Number one, what's number one? Honor the anointing on your prophet privately and publicly. Number two, don't allow the devil to use you to contaminate your prophet's anointing. Ezekiel chapter 34 from verse 17 to 24 I read. It says, and as for you, O my flock, thus says the Lord God. Behold, I judge between cattle and cattle. Underline that. God said, I judge between cattle and cattle. Between the rams and the he goats. Seemeth it a small thing unto you to have eaten up the good pasture. But ye must thread down with your feet the residue of your pastures and to have drunk of the deep waters but ye must foul the residue with your feet. Do you understand what he's saying here? What he's saying is that you come to the church you feed of the pasture you eat of the word. Now you are being blessed. You drink of the deep waters in the church. But guess what? Now, you are making the waters muddy. You don't want the rest to drink. You go out there and you are contaminating the, the same place you ate from. The same place you drank from. The same place that you gave your life to. The same place that married you. The same place that dedicated your children. The same place where God blessed you. You go out there and you are contaminating the place. You are doing poo in the water. 
He said, others want to come and drink. He said, ah, you don't go there. Ah, the water is not clean. But it's the same water you drank. The same place. It's a similarly the small thing unto you to have eaten up the good pasture. Where was the good pasture? In the church. In this church, the good pastor, but ye must now thread down with your feet the residue of your pastor. So after you have eaten the good, now you are stamping upon it. You don't want others to eat. Why are you contaminating your prophet's anointing? Why are you contaminating the church? What you say outside is important. What you, what you say to people, that's why you have to be careful even when new people come into the church, your behavior is important. When you come to church and you are serving and all you do is frown, new people who want to serve, they say, ah, these people, they are from, they are not happy here. Even though this is where God has planted them, you are using your face to muddy the waters. You are using your actions, your attitude to do poo-poos in the water. I have to let it out raw so you can get it. You are out there sending out bad text messages to people. When people are criticizing men of God, you stand with them and be a partaker. You are muddying the water. Do you know what we have to go through as a church? Do you know what I go through before I come and stand before you to preach? You have no idea. Do you know the persecutions? Can't come and tell you every time. Do you know what it takes to to stand in the gap for you? Ask Aaron and Miriam, they criticized Moses publicly. It's interesting, when I was reading the scriptures yesterday, I was studying, they were the first people to die. Miriam was the first to die. Aaron was the second to die. They were mentioned accurately. They were, (laughs) oh God. Recently, I don't mention the name of the country, there was a coup d'etat in a certain part of the world. And when I went to check on the history of this president, he came into power 30 years ago through a coup d'etat. You always reap what you sow in abundance. You think after 30 years they have forgotten? Jesus said he who lives by the sword will die by the sword. Be careful what you are doing in the church, please, I beg you. The church is not for the pastor. It's not for the pastors. The church is for Jesus Christ. Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against. Anyone that has fought this church has never survived. I'm telling you. Any company, any groups of people that has fought this church have never survived. They are nowhere to be found today. So don't be in the church and muddy the waters. Don't contaminate the anointing. Let this, because listen, listen. 
If you contaminate the water, you are going to drink it. <laughs> if you contaminate the food, you are going to eat it. So why are you contaminating it? God will never give you a perfect pastor or a perfect father or a perfect mother. Never. But it's not your place to criticize them. Ask the sons of Aaron. They saw the nakedness of their father and went on Facebook. Hey! Come and see you. Come and see Come and see how he drank. He's drunk. He's, ah, he's lying naked. When your man of God brings you closer, it is for a purpose. And anyone that brings you closer, you will see their weakness. I want to say some things this morning and I'm going to say it. Let me say this. When my wife and I were courting, right? I never heard her do a pop or she never heard me do a pop. <laughs> Are you following what I'm saying? Let me be blunt so you can get this. When we were courting, she never heard me do a pop. I never heard her do a pop. Because we were not living in our close proximity. But after we got married, <laughs> after we got married, we start hearing what we were not hearing before. <laughs> Hallelujah. On different levels. She has seen my weakness. I've seen her weakness. Yeah. It's not time now to come publicly and say, hey, do you know? <laughs> are, are you getting what I'm saying? Yeah. Sorry, I have to be too, you know. But sometimes you just have to go a little bit to make the point clear. Are you getting what I'm saying? When somebody brings you close, you see their weakness. If you sit in the front sometimes when I'm preaching, I'll spit on you. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes there'll be one or two spittles on you. It's part of the package of sitting at the front. You are not going to say, oh, oh. Uh, uh, when pastor was preaching, there was one or two spills, so I don't want to sit at the front. No. The closer you come to the anointing, you see one or two weaknesses, but that does not permit you now to go public talking about the weaknesses of the anointing. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? God said, I will give you pastors after my own heart. Jeremiah chapter 3 verse 15 and 16 and the purpose is to feed you with knowledge and understanding and the effect of being fed with knowledge and understanding he said you will increase and you multiply so don't allow the devil to use you to contaminate 
your prophet's anointing. Don't, don't, don't muddy the waters. This is your church. This is where God has planted you. Don't muddy the waters. Are you following what I'm saying? Verse 19 of Ezekiel chapter 34. It says, and as for my flock, they eat that which you have trodden with your feet. And they drink that which you have fouled with your feet. Therefore thou sayest the Lord God unto them, behold, I, even I, will judge between the fat cattle and between the lean cattle. Because you have thrust with side and with shoulder and have pushed all the diseased with your horns till you have scattered them abroad. Don't scatter the sheep that God brings into the house. How do you scatter them? Through your attitude. Through the way you speak. When it's time for giving, you say, ah, did we not give last week? I have to be honest with you. When I bring any man of God into this church, one thing I pray that they don't do is for them to raise funds. I have to be honest with you. And sometimes, most of the time, the men of God we bring have been in ministry years before. Are you following what I'm saying? So one of the things I don't want them to do is to raise funds. So please don't ever feel burdened if I bring a man of God and he comes here to raise funds. Don't be under duress. Don't be under pressure. God has not called me to raise funds. God has called me to raise men and women. That's my focus. But even that, when they come and they are raising funds, I say, ah, ah did we not give? Why are we giving again? Ah, okay, ah, I'm not going to go. Careful with your, your heart. Be careful. Because you don't know, it's just maybe, I might not believe in it, but maybe through just that one act, your breakthrough will come. Are you following what I'm saying? So please get this. Number three, pray that the anointing upon your prophet increases daily. Say amen to that. Second Thessalonians chapter three, verse one and two. It says, finally, brethren, pray for us that the word of God may have free course and be glorified even as it is with you and that we may be delivered from unreasonable and wicked men, for all men have not faith. Amen. So, always pray for me. Pray for us. Pray for the pastors. Pray for the members. Pray for the leaders. Pray for me more especially. Paul said, brethren, pray for us that the word of God may have free cause. That everywhere I stand preaching, the word will come alive. Jesus will be present to do exploits. Signs, wonders, and miracles will follow. Always pray for me. Do you know that I don't pray for me? I always pray for you. I always pray for you. There's no day I've ever prayed, Father, give me shoe. Give me, give me a tie today. No, I always pray for you. Every time I'm praying, Father, heal her. Heal him. 
Father, open doors for them. Bless the works of their hands. Promote them this month. Do exploits. Open business. That's what I do. I don't have the time. Ask my wife. We have never sat down and prayed, Father, bless us, give us food to eat. Never. Never. So, as we pray for you, don't be selfish. You pray for us. That's your responsibility. Number four, pray that through your prophet, the whole world will be blessed. Say a good amen. Amen. Pray that through your prophet, the whole world will be blessed. You say how? Genesis 28 from verse 10 to 14. I read the Bible says, Jacob went from Beersheba and went toward Haran. And he lighted upon a certain place and tarried there all night because the sun was set. And he took of the stones of that place and put them for his pillows and laid down in that place to sleep. And he dreamed and behold, a ladder set up. Thank you so much for taking time to listen to The Solution Word by Pastor Adama Segbeji. For prayer or further details, please call us on 01293-885000. Or why not visit us this Sunday at 10 a.m. at Solution, Barnfield Road, Northgate, Crawley, RH10, 8HQ. Your experience at Solution is sure to be a time of great blessing. Solution, bringing hope to the hopeless and solution to the nations.